Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. We've got a wonderful show. We're going to be paying a tribute to fathers tonight and talking a little about what it means to be a dad. And so if you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145. Or if you've been listening and you would like to interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule, you can just go to Facebook, type in at Home with Debbie Rule. It'll take you to our page and uh, you can interact with us there. There's a post that has a picture of a Father's Day giveaway that we're going to be doing during the program tonight. So you might have time to put your last little name in there. We've already pulled a lot of the names that are already on there and put them in the uh, bucket for the drawing. But we'll be drawing for that gift tonight uh, that's posted on our Facebook page as well. We love to hear from you and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. We'll be back at Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and the Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. 
Anyone can be a father to a child, but being a dad takes a lifetime. Fathers play a role in every child's life that cannot be filled by others, and this role can have a large impact on a child and help shape him or her into the person that they become. Fathers, like mothers, are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being. Children look to their fathers to lay down the rules and to enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. Children want to make their fathers proud, and an involved father promotes inner growth and strength. Studies have shown that when fathers are affectionate and supportive, it's greatly affecting a child's cognitive and social development. It also instills an overall sense of well-being and self-confidence. Fathers set the bar for relationships and others. They have a great influence on who we are inside. But how we have relationships and how we grow. The way a father treats his child will influence what he or she looks for in other people. Friends, spouses, well, you have a choice. You can look at how your child is perceiving the meaning of those relationships by being the very best father and husband that you can be. The patterns a father sets forth in relationships with his children will dictate how his children relate with other people. Young girls depend on their fathers for security and emotional support. A father shows his daughter what a good relationship with a man is like, and if a father is loving and gentle, his daughter will look for those qualities in men when she's old enough to begin dating. If a father is strong and valiant, she will relate closely to men of the same character. Unlike girls who model their relationships with others based on their father's character, boys model themselves after their father's character. Boys will seek approval from their fathers from a very young age. As human beings, we grow up by imitating the behavior of those around us, and that's how we learn to function in the world. If a father is caring and treats people with respect, the young boy will grow up much the same. When a father is absent, well, young boys look to other male figures to set the rules for how to behave and survive in the world. So if you haven't already, don't forget to tell your dad how much you love him. And remember that a father's love is just what it is. And to a child, it's forever and ever and ever without. Amen. Here's a song for you tonight to celebrate fathers. This is a tribute to all the dads out there knowing that you love your children unconditionally. You're my honey bun sugar plum, pumpy yummy umpkin. You're my sweetie pie. You're my cupcake gumdrop, snickums, bookums. You're the apple of my eye. I sit home from school one day with a shiner on my eye Fighting was against the rules and it didn't matter why When Dad got home I told that story just like I'd rehearsed Then stood there on those trembling knees and waited for the worst And he said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love A secret that my daddy said Was just between us He said daddies don't just love their children Every now and then It's a love without end, amen It's a love without end, 
In the spring of 81 There was no doubt that stubborn boy Was just like my father's son And when I thought my patience Had been tested to the end I took my daddy's secret And I passed it on to him I said let me tell you a secret About a father's love Secret that my daddy said was just between us. I said daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end, amen. It's a love without end, amen. Last night I dreamed I died. And stood outside those pearly gates When suddenly I realized There must be some mistake If they know half the things I've done They'll never let me in And then somewhere from the other side I heard these words again And they said, let me tell you a secret About a father's love A secret that my daddy said Was just between us You see, daddies don't just love their children Every now and then It's a love without end, amen It's a love without end, amen Well, that's been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that support the mission of The Haven. James Long Real Estate, Riata River Ranch, RES, and At Home with Debbie Rule. The mission of The Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard, Kimball, and Concho County. The Haven provides services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. Family and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. This week on the program, we'll be paying a tribute to fathers for Happy Father's Day. So join us this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com as we celebrate Father's Day. We'll see you Sunday. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are paying a tribute to fathers tonight. In case you haven't noticed, today is Father's Day. So if you didn't remember that and you have a dad that you can call or contact and you haven't done so, this would be a great time to give him a call, send him a text, or even an email, or maybe that old FaceTime call that we've gotten so used to now during our COVID-19 where we can just share with one another when we can't be together. 
And so uh, don't forget to pay tribute to your dads. Tell them how much you love them, how much you're thankful for them. No dad is perfect, but they all deserve to know that you love them and that you're thankful for them. So that's my words to you tonight. Be sure that you tell your dad, thank you for everything. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule, the father of my children, the best father in the world, the best husband in the world. I have to just go on and on and on about how wonderful he is because any man that'll work all morning in church and preach a good sermon, I mean a good sermon. If you didn't, if you listen on Sunday mornings at 930 at uh, our uh broadcast that we do here for Gateway Church Brady at 9.30. I'm going to do a little plug here. I never do that, but I'm going to tonight. Uh, Be sure you listen next week at 9.30 because he'll replay today's message for you then. And it's about taking a stand and being a father and taking a stand. And it's it's more than just a Father's Day message. It's really for everyone, but especially men and fathers need to take a stand for their for what is right and for their home and protect their family. It was just an amazing sermon. I would just want to encourage you to put that on your calendar and listen next week at 930 uh, right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. You will be blessed for sure. And uh, it'll be Father's Day all over again. But preached a great sermon, came home, opened his presents, got a, a cast iron um, pizza pan for Father's Day with all the fixings, and so he fixed up some pizzas. Cooked I, your own Father's Day dinner. I did. I was so blessed by that. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> How are you tonight, Rudy? I'm full. Boy, I couldn't stop eating pizza. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Well, it was pretty good. Now, that's another plug. Uh, if you don't have a cast iron pizza maker, pan, pizza yeah. pan, uh, the really heavy, sturdy ones, the nice ones, will find one and make homemade pizza at home. It was delish. Don't touch it without a hot pad, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did that today. Poor, yeah. poor guy. Poor guy. But uh, the it's nice thing about remember. making homemade pizza, you can put all the cheese and pepperoni on it. You want to. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, speaking of pizza, and I had not planned to share this because um, it just came to my mind, but I remember years ago, uh, and I'll just sort of share this story and we'll get into the program, but it's about fathers because we were young parents and, uh, you know, with young parents and I was choosing to stay home with, um, we had just had Zach, I guess maybe he was a year old or so. And so choosing to stay home and be a stay at home mom and really trying to focus on being on a budget and living within our means on one income. And, um, and so, and being married to someone that has a finance degree, you know, they're right on up there telling you how you got to be on the budget. So we decide that, uh, one thing we really enjoyed was having pizza every once in a while and the kids really enjoyed it. And so we decided, Zach must've been a little older, so he was probably three, but, um, we decided that we would, instead of ordering pizza out, which, you know, we would cut that from our budget and we would make pizzas at home. So we went to the grocery store and we bought all the fixings for uh, the pizza makings, which back then you couldn't get the ready-made pizza crust and all that stuff. You had to do everything from scratch. And so we did. We're in the kitchen. One thing that Rudy and I love to do is be in the kitchen together cooking and talking and laughing and, you know, whatever we want to do in the kitchen. Sometimes 
things can get a little heated with a heated discussion, but that's all right. We all had, I haven't hit him with a frying pan yet, so. <laughs> Deep philosophical discussions, <laughs> yes. not arguments, yes. discussions. Yes, so we, we went to the grocery store, we went home, and we're putting our, you know, at, this is like after probably five times that we could have ordered out pizza because that's what we spent at the grocery store. We uh, bought all the good meats to put on, all the good cheeses, you know, just, and we went to the grocery store hungry. Don't advise you to ever do that because, you know, you're just going to buy more than what you need and what you want. And we get home and we put this pizza all together. And I mean, it is delicious looking. It's like a supreme with extra of everything, especially the cheese. And we put it in our oven. And I'm not for sure how... It got locked. This oven was like 40 years ago. But did Zach come up and push the button maybe or something? I I can't remember. All I remember is that the oven locked up. Somehow somebody put self-clean. Yeah. Put it on self-clean. Yes. And so it locked up because when it's going to clean, it locks and it doesn't unlock until the cleaning is over. Mm. So the oven never turned on. It just began cleaning. Locked. Well, you know how self-cleaning works. Yeah, it turned it all to ash. Runs it up to about 500 degrees and burns it all to ash. Yeah. So we watched through the glass of the oven (laughs) with our little children after we had spent all of our grocery. $90 pizza. (laughs) All of our grocery budget for the week on this pizza making. And we watched it disintegrate before our eyes. And finally, three hours later... The oven unlocked, and we saw our pizza that became ash. Mm. And that's what I remember about. And I, I'm not sure if we've made too many homemade pizzas. Leather, since then. I think, is what it was. <laughs> it was crazy, ridiculous, is what it was. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, that's you know that's a lesson well learned. But they have made it so much easier now for people to make pizzas at home. And uh, so that was our fun thing that we did today. We got an uh, ice cream maker to make ice cream, but we're going to do that tomorrow because the day was just too full, literally full. It was a busy day. It was a busy day with the grandbabies and and uh, everything else that we have to do on Sundays. It's work day for us. We so. didn't get to everything you had planned for me. That's true. Well, tomorrow's always another day. (laughs) We want to remind everybody that uh, we are going to be doing our drawing this evening for our Father's Day gift that we have. And we posted that on Facebook earlier today around noon. So if you uh, were on Facebook and you were able to go to our page and like, comment, or share on the picture of the post, the post with the picture, of the Father's Day giveaway, then your name went into the drawing, and we're going to be drawing for that at the end of the program, and you might be the winner. And you can give it to your special dad, or your husband, or your brother, or you can keep it, because it's a pretty neat gift. Pretty neat. Pretty neat gift. Well, tonight, as we said, we're going to be uh, paying tribute or just talking about dads uh, in general, and you know, being a dad, I, I, I can't speak about being a dad because I'm not a dad. I'm a mom. Um, but Rudy, you, you can speak from experience of being a father and the pressures and the, um, you know, I, I think the pressure and the just life itself of being responsible for 
not that moms are not responsible for other kid, you know, their kids, but a dad. But there are a lot of single moms out there that are stepping into that void now too. So. Well, and they're having a hard old time of it too. So our prayers go out to them. You know, there's so much you could say about being a dad. Um, a lot of responsibility comes with it. If you want to be a good dad, um, to be a good dad, you really have to want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what men don't understand when they get married is that their life as they know it is over. And now they are half of a whole. Mm-hmm. The two shall become one. And so, you know, a lot of men and women like to maintain their separate identity in the marriage. And I guess it works for some people, but um, that's not the way it was designed. Mm-hmm. And to have the fullness of the joy that is available, you have to surrender yourself and become part of a whole. And that means saying goodbye to the single person you were, and now you're the married person, and uh, you share a life with somebody else. And when you bring children into that, it it really is very much sacrificial. And I find that in life, we have to define our own terms. Because when people start talking, you don't know exactly what they mean until you understand how they're defining different terms. Uh, For instance, when we talk about love, I define love as sacrifice. And everybody knows John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. God loved and gave. So love is sacrifice. Uh, That means you put someone else first. You put someone else's needs before your own. And that's not easy. And it's not easy to do once, and it's certainly not easy to do every second of every day for the rest of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a good dad, you've sacrificed for your children. You want to be a good husband, you sacrifice for your wife. And nobody tells us that before we get married. I mean, the first thing I found out after we got married is nobody taught us how to be married. And when I learned what being married was like, if I had known that ahead of time, <laughs> I might have made a you different would have not decision. Married? You would have eventually... And when we do pre-marriage counseling, I'm blunt. I've told people not to get married. I've told people they're asking for hell on earth, and that's what they get. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse than a bad marriage, and there's nothing better than a good marriage. And you can have a good... Every person out there, every marriage out there right now, that can be a great marriage if you decide to make it a great marriage. Mm-hmm. We had a terrible marriage, and we were told just what I said, and we've made it a great marriage. Well, both people have to be willing to work, and that's the same as being a mom or a dad. Uh, a father, you have to work at being a father. You're not taught how to be a father. We we bring in um, our our knowledge of the role models that we had in our life and our uh, growing up. So the... 
whether they're bad or good or whatever, uh, even if you recognize that they're bad, a lot of times we still act out in those ways uh, unless we consciously decide that we want to change it. Sometimes it takes counseling. Sometimes it takes just being consciously aware of your behavior and changing the way that you're acting because a lot of times we bring right on in to our life as parents the way we were parented, good or bad. And then you've got the other person bringing in their um, experience uh, with the parents that they were raised with, good or bad, and then you've got all this stuff going on in a home, and these are all things that should be, like you're talking about, talked about before you have kids. But a lot of people don't do that. You know, they get married, they're in love, and and they have kids, and uh, sometimes kids come before marriage, and sometimes you know, and that's. Uh, just as difficult because a lot of couples choose not to get married just because there's a baby involved. And so they're instantly living, you know, separate lives with a child and trying to bring up a child. And so there's a lot of influences uh, that come in that create the environments that we live in. And a lot of that's from our past and the present um, that we're living in. And so whatever your circumstances are, you're not off the hook. You still have to be a good dad or you still have to be a good mom. And that takes work and it takes effort and it takes learning. It takes learning. I mean, I, I'm, I, nobody just signed up and said, give me the parenting book, you know, when I had my kid because they send the kid home with you and say, figure it out. And the first one's always the guinea pig. Sorry, Ashley, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> you turned out okay, though, for the guinea pig, so... You know, when we teach a marriage conference, I always make this point, and I'll make it quick tonight since we're on the radio. But if you look at uh, any professional, a dentist, a CPA, a doctor, a lawyer, they are constantly taking continuing education courses. A CPA has to read the tax code every year. Doctors have to read the medical journals to stay up. Uh, to date on their specialty. Lawyers have to read case law. I mean, you're constantly, I mean, even electricians and, and plumbers and all of the new regulations, people that are professionals have to constantly study their chosen profession. And you can do the same thing in marriage. You can learn how to be a good husband you can learn how to be a good father. You can learn how to be a good wife. You can learn how to be a good mother. You've got to study. You've got to read. You've got to apply yourself. You've got to want to. And I, you know, life is all about motivation. And I had to find motivation. And I decided, you know what? My wife deserves the very best husband that I can be. My children deserve the very best father that I can be. And so I'm going to learn how to be a good husband. I'm going to learn how to be a good father. And, you know, sometimes that means uh, giving in to what you want, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that means standing firm and telling you, no, we're not doing that. Uh, To be a leader of the family is a real challenge, Mm -hmm. especially when you're married to a strong woman. Mm -hmm. And I chose you because you are and are a strong woman. And, boy, you don't get run over. And it's it's been... 35 years of battle but you know we 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 love one another and it has it's like iron sharpening iron and so uh, i just don't want anybody to get mis- misunderstand what i'm saying there it's a it's the it's a conflict i mean you want one thing and i want another thing and we have to find a compromise 
and someone has to step up and lead. And on that note, a wife has to choose to allow her husband to be the leader of the home. If there's a battle for who's the leader, then that's going to be a war constantly. A man needs to be a godly leader and talk with his wife, pray. They come to an agreement and move forward. He doesn't say, you know, by golly, this is the way it is, my way or the highway. That's not leadership. That's dictatorship. Leadership is saying, this is what I think. Now, what do you think? Well, what do you think we should do now that you've heard my side and I've heard your side? What do you think we should do? And I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of men are afraid of a strong woman. They're hesitant to be equals with their wife. And I don't I understand their, the fear there. They want to be seen as a man and a leader. And, you know, if they let the wife take control, well, how will they be seen? But it's not about who's in control. It's about communicating and coming to agreement and having the same vision, having the same goal. We set a vision early on in our marriage, and that's what we've kept out there, the vision that we wanted for our marriage, and we're we're reaching that now, so... And um, on that note, we're going to take a break for the half, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about how to pay tribute to your dad, some things that you can do if you haven't already done them today, some funny stories that we have about dads. And uh, we've also got that drawing coming up at the end of the program. So if your name, if you liked, commented, or shared on our Facebook page on the post with the picture of the Father's Day giveaway, your name went into the drawing, and we'll be drawing at the end of the program. And uh, we'll also be talking a little bit more about, we know we have talked a lot about marriage and and husbands and wives, but there are a lot of people out there, partners, that are raising kids together that are not married and that are, uh, you know, that never were married to each other. And, you know, everybody has their own situations. So we're going to talk about a few of those things as well. But stay tuned. We've got more coming up right here on At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. If you're looking for the perfect place to exchange your wedding vows, experience romance in the air, and breathtaking sunsets, Terlingua Ghost Town will give you the ultimate destination wedding experience. You will feel a rustic romance with all the history of things remaining the same for centuries, and a modern romance for any couple to share their love. Terlingua Ghost Town brings the beauty and elegance of the St. Agnes Church being the perfect wedding chapel to have the ceremony of your dreams. The celebration doesn't stop at the chapel. It will extend to an exquisite outdoor venue for the most romantic reception under the stars. Fabulous indoor party at the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon. And the most sophisticated accommodations for your guest and the most memorable stay for the bride and groom. There is no place better to start your life whether you are planning a wedding extravaganza or a private romantic elopement. Terlingua Ghost Town is the place to be. For more information about accommodations, the trading store, St. Agnes Church, visit BigBenHolidayHotel.com. And for the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon, visit TheStarlightTheater.com. Your wedding in Terlingua Ghost Town has been written in the stars. Summer is almost here, and do you want that beach tan without going to the beach? Well, we've got a little bit of the tropics for you right here. Cuts and Such has one month of unlimited tanning for the low price of $45. That's right, one month of unlimited tanning for $45. Cuts and Such is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to noon, for your tanning convenience. No need to make an appointment. Just walk in and experience the newest, hottest tanning beds around. 
Cuts and Such is located at 1904 South Bridge, so stop by today. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're paying tribute to all the dads out there. Uh, we're going to talk in the second half about how to honor your dad. And, uh, you know, some of us, our fathers are deceased, and uh, some still have a father living. And even if uh, your father is not around, there's still ways to honor your dad on Father's Day and every day, especially if you have children. Uh, that maybe they didn't get to know him, or maybe they just lost them as you have. But, um, you know, dads are important, as we talked about earlier in, um, in the first half. Dads are really important to all of our lives. And, uh, you know, whatever your circumstances are, whether you are married or single or, you know, whatever it is, um, if you have children, then you're a dad. And, you know, a lot of people um, have different circumstances, like I said, and dads are, you know, some are really involved, some are just partially involved, some are um, absent. And you don't have to not be in the same home to be any of those things as well. I mean, there are men that live in the same home that are really active, some that live in the same home that are not very engaged, and uh, some that live in the home that are absent because they're gone a lot, because they have to be for work, uh, and ways you have to make that up when you are home, and that's when you're tired, and you've got other things that you need to do, and so parenting can be a challenge, but uh, being a dad is not easy, but kids look to dads for leadership, and they look to dads for uh, the type of person that they will become. And they follow in their dad's footsteps, you know, good or bad. They pick up all of that. And they're like little sponges. They're out there just picking that up. And as they grow, you know, you see things, you might see things in yourself that say, oh, man, you know, is that what my mom did? Or that's what my dad did. And you don't even realize it. Um, But you catch yourself sometimes. And that's kind of like what I was talking about, where you bring the things in from your past. And it takes a conscious effort to want to change those things and and to be aware of them and to change them. That's so funny. 
You know, being a dad can be the most entertaining thing in the world. Um, a lot of different thoughts. I don't know if we'll get to them all, but Texas Prime Country down here on Bridge Street has a sign on their marquee says, being a dad is the hardest job you'll ever love. And it is a hard job to be a dad. It's a, uh, But on the other hand, you know what? Your kids love the fact that you're there. You're there. My dad is here. My dad's at the game. My dad's at home. My dad's, you know, going to be here when I get home. It it really speaks to their uh, feeling of security, mom and dad. And so, you know, years ago, parents stayed together for the children. And then this one lady came out and said, I wish my mom had left my dad. And she wrote a book. And everybody thought, well, that's the best thing to do. And so, you know, that that happens. Uh, but children really thrive with two parents. Well, you have, children have two parents, whether they're living in the same home or not. And that's what I think some people don't realize. And it cannot, it's not always the male, I mean, or, or the father. It can be the mother as well. But um you, regardless of whether you live in the same home with your child or whether or not you um, are married or single or whatever, if you have a child, then you're a dad. And uh, being a dad is not just being there at the time of conception. It's being there for their life. And that's, like you were saying, going to the games and doing different things. And there's a lot of men that are unable to do that because of work schedules and different things like that. And, you know, that can't be helped. But talking to your children about it and and making up for that time when you can't be and at least making an effort and letting them know that you are thinking about them. You know, there's things that you can do. Life happens and we have to go with what life gives us, but we have to understand that children sometimes don't understand that. But anyway, um, back to, uh, paying tribute to a father and honoring him. You know, one thing that is really, really, and you're kind of big on this too, is just showing appreciation And I think that um, that's probably one of the greatest things that you can do um, for your dad is to show appreciation and to affirm him. Um, You know, we all as parents, and you know, if you're a parent out there and you're listening, you've all had those moments where you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or, you know, why did I lose my temper? Or why did I do this? And so, um, you know, just, just letting your dad know that, hey, you know, I know, especially now that I have children, uh, what you were dealing with, and you know, and I, I just respect you and and appreciate all that you did, in spite of everything that was going on, and you know, letting them know that that you appreciate them. It's teaching your children now to appreciate and to uh, have a high regard and esteem for their father, I think, is really important. You know, whenever an adult child with children comes to you and says, now I understand, that's one of those yes moments. It's like, yeah, now finally (laughs) you've lived long enough that you see what I was put through, man. And so, yeah, that's that's a good time. Well, our oldest daughter made a comment the other day. She said, now I know why y'all didn't like us. <laughs> and of course we did, but you know, that's just parents. You know, she's got two boys now, and so she understands what it's like. 
uh, to have well, them shouting you, in your ear while you're driving down the road. When you hear your oldest child yelling at her children, close the door, you're letting flies in, the air conditioner's on, you just laugh. Because how many times did you say that to them? Again and again. And she's hollering at a three-year-old. How much good is that going to do? It's like, man, how do you make it? Ugh, I don't know. And you know, if um, maybe your dad is deceased and you're not able to tell your dad um, how much you appreciate him, you know, the way that we talk about someone really speaks honor. And I've always been big on this, is that um, the way that we talk about someone shows that um, honor, respect, and affirmation for them because... You know, you can honor someone when they're around or in, in in your presence, but the real true test is honoring someone when they're out of your presence and um, and speaking highly of them and, you know, not looking at faults, but looking at the good things. And, um, you know, that I think fathers need that. And even if your father is not around, for you to be honorable and to speak honorable about him is good for you. Yes. Yeah, good it really you. is. That's a, such a good point. It's good for you to be honoring towards your mom and dad and uh, to have that attitude of, you know what? I mean, I use my dad as an example a lot. He had a lot of faults and he failed in a lot of ways, but I focus on the good things. And I'm I'm thankful for what I did have with him. And so I remember that and I hold on to that. And it's it's so easy to start bashing your parents. Well, yes, man, you know, just whining, whining, whining. But you know what? Until you've walked in their shoes, you shouldn't judge them. Mm-hmm. Life is hard, and boy, for my parents, it was a lot harder than what I've had to deal with. And for most people listening tonight, their parents had it a lot harder than they've got mm-hmm. it. So give them some grace and thank them and appreciate them and. And forgive them and move on and be a good parent yourself. Well, you know, everybody has different circumstances. You know, our parents lived in a different time and age where there were different circumstances. There are different circumstances today as parents are trying to raise their children. They deal with different things because as our culture and our society changes, things change. And it doesn't mean that it's worse or, or harder. It just means it's different. And um, and so we have to give our parents grace, and and we have to um, do the best that we can in the troubled times that we have, because there's always been troubled times, and there's always been trials and tribulations. And so, if um, we understand that, that all of the difficult things that we've been through, our parents were, you know, going through just as difficult times. It might have been different. But it doesn't minimize that it was difficult. So it's hard to be a parent. And a lot of times we don't realize that uh, when we're, we're parenting. You see a little bit more about it. But, but you know, forgiving is another thing. You know, forgiving your parents. And um, whether they are uh, alive today or whether they are not, uh, forgiving them and just understanding that, um, as we said, Everybody falls short. Everybody has their faults. Everybody has their strengths. Everybody has uh, things that they've had to deal with, obstacles, life that has come at them. And maybe they've done the best that they can because of the way they were raised. You know, they are bringing something in from their past. And so maybe they haven't dealt with it. And so you were a product of that. And um, But forgive. You know, forgiving, I think, 
I've heard of people saying that they haven't talked in years to their, you know, parent because they were hurt or upset or they were mad about the way they were raised or, you know, whatever, these uh, unrealistic expectations. Let those go. You know, time is, is really too short for us not to forgive and to show love and honor and respect. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like behavior. You don't have to engage in that kind of behavior. And you don't have to allow it. But you do need to forgive and you do need to honor and respect because that is what's healthy for you and um, it may not ever even affect the other person but it's going to give you a lot of freedom if you will do those things well debbie one of my favorite sayings is never excuse bad behavior you don't you don't make excuses for it you don't say well i did this because no bad behavior is bad behavior call it what it is uh apologize for it, don't do it again. And so you're not excusing bad behavior. If parents engaged in bad behavior, you don't excuse it. You you forgive it, and you just put it past you. You know, at some point, a child has to realize that they are a equal to their parent. You're still, they're still your parent, you're still their child, but you're equal to them, and so you can treat them as you would another adult. And you can talk to them emotionally, (laughs) psychologically, uh, easy for me to say. But at some point, you have to realize you're equal to them. You don't have to be under their thumb. They don't have to be able to uh, intimidate you. You don't have to be afraid of them. You can talk to them as an equal, and you can say, you know, when you did this, I didn't like it, but you know what, I'm going to forgive you for it. And you may not get a good response. I didn't do that, or I'll never apologize. Hey, your choice to forgive Mm -hmm. and your choice to love, your choice to honor, your choice Mm -hmm. to respect. Mm -hmm. And that's all good for you. And uh, one of the other things that's really big is, um, you know, honoring, respecting, affirmation is really good. And forgiving them, but um, also engaging them. You know, if, like we said, you don't have to excuse Uh, bad behavior. You can have boundaries emotionally and physically. Um, But if you have children, you're really robbing your children and the grandparents from not allowing, you know, some type of relationship. You can monitor it if it's not a healthy one. But, you know, engaging them, honoring them and, you know, allowing them to be uh, the grandparent, to be the grandpa, to be the grandma, you know, um, Dads, I think especially, you know, moms are kind of just going to be there. Grandmas are going to kind of be there. Dads have to be pulled in as a dad, and dads have to be pulled in as a grandpa. And I think it's just important that we realize that and that we keep them, you know, pulled in and drawn in and engaged with our life because they're important. Grandpas are really important to kids, and you see that now more than ever. Your grandpa was really important to you. Yeah, I loved my grandpa. He was Great guy. A lot of good memories about Grandpa. So, yeah, Grandpas are different than dads. And, you know, Grandmas, too. They're just grown-up dads with a little bit more wisdom and patience. And they know (laughs) that those grandkids have to go home. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Sometime or another. Well, listen to this. I've got something. Uh, This is one child said this. This is um, They're coming in. They're a preschooler, and they say, can you play with me? And the dad says, not now. I have uh, some work to do around the house. So taking his father's hand and with the wisdom of one who has lived many a lifetime, he says, I have some advice for you. 
When people tell me to work, I don't listen to them. Then I don't have to do the work. It works for me. You should try it. That's good. <laughs> I thought that was cute. How many kids don't want to do the work that you tell them to do? That's cute. Um, some of these funny little stories that I enjoyed reading and just kind of chuckled as I was as I was reading through some of them. Um, let's see. One of the kids said, uh, "How was your?" Uh, the dad said, "How was your first day of school?" Um, and the kindergartner said, "Fine." And they want me to come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just so literally that they take everything that's said. But, um, you know, kids are funny. And, you know, you've, there's, a, there's a song that Tammy Wynette sang years ago. It's called Kids Say the Darndest Things. And if you just listen to what kids say, you know, they're repeating. That song is about, you know, repeating everything that they've heard their parents say. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's really a, um, really a true life song when you listen. You know, I, list, I love all that old country because, you know, you learn a lot about relationships listening to the words of those songs and how life, you know, it's about real life. I mean, and life hasn't changed. I mean, times may have changed, but people haven't changed much. Kids haven't changed. And kids haven't changed. They're still saying the darndest things. I love that. Um, let's see. Anything else? I want to tell the got... folks about you looking out to check on your grandsons, and they had dug a pool in the backyard and were having a mud bath. Oh, yes. That was just a few days ago. You we... shared that story in church, and one of our people took the kids in a corner and taught them this little song. A mud puddle jumped on me. Mm-hmm. A mud puddle jumped on me. I was minding my business as good as can be, and a mud puddle jumped on me. And I laughed because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you turned right. your back for a second, and the yard was flooded, and they were having a mud bath. I went in the house for just a few minutes, and I came back out, and they had turned on the water in an area where we're we're finishing up some landscaping, and it was a muddy area that we're going to put some mulch down in, and so no grass has been cleaned out, and it was mud, and it's behind their little fort area with their little yard. And so the three-year-old said, uh, well, I had to have a pond in the back of my house behind the fence because they have a little house with a little fence, and that was going to be the pond. And so he dug a hole and filled it with water, and then he got into it. And and when you came out, the five-year-old had the water hose and threw it down and said, Hudson, why'd you do that? Yeah. I said, oh, no, no, no. I've been standing here watching. I know what went on. So... You know, and, and that's from the, the top of their head to the in between their toes, they were covered in the mud. little one. The little one, the the oldest one is Mr. Clean, Mr. Need. He doesn't really want to be dirty he's or anything the, like that. And so he he's had the some, supervisor. Yeah, he, he was had, supervising the construction of the pool. Yeah, he had some on him, but Hudson, I'm telling you, he had and it. He was eating it too. Everywhere. Oh, it was. You know, I raised one boy. And I feel for my daughter, two boys, oh. 18 months apart. My kids were all spread apart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I am learning all over again what it's like to have kids, but two boys together. 
uh, keeping them while she works. It's the joy of my life. But let me tell you, it can be challenging sometimes, especially when they're out playing. Well, it never ends. They don't take naps. They don't slow down. They're always getting sugar from somewhere. I don't know how that works. But That's true. We need to get all the sugar out of the house. Sugar matters. It does. And when you're a grandparent, you really realize that. Sugar, Sugar makes matters. a big difference. That's and right. That, what is it? High fructose corn syrup's even worse. Oh, yeah. And there's a difference. There's Do your own study. You'll find out. There's a lot of uh, foods that have that now that didn't used to have that. And so stay away from that if you don't want your kids wired up, that's for sure. Uh, because they will be wired if you let them have that. Well, I think it's about time for us to draw because it's almost the end of the program. And so why don't you kind of shake this up a little bit here and draw one of the names of uh, a lucky winner here for the Father's Day package that we posted on Facebook. I'll let you do the honors there. Y'all quit. Call me and I'll auction it off. Whoever wants it and pays the most. Well, let's see. Can you see. not read it? Let me... You got it here. Let's see. Um, well, my cutter that cut these names out looks like Kelly Lawrence Pierce. Maybe that's it. I'll go back on uh, my Facebook page and see, but I believe that's it. Kelly Lawrence Pierce. I know the Kelly's there and the Lawrence is there, but the last name. So you are the winner of the Father's Day giveaway, and we will... Um, have that here at the radio station for you so you can come by and pick it up between 8 and 5 sometime this week. It'll be here tomorrow. So come on by and uh, pick up your present and give it to someone that deserves it as being a good dad or you can just keep it for yourself. But uh, it is it's a grill set and, um, and a chair. So it was like fire up the grill, dad, and take a seat because you've enjoyed it. You know, that's kind of what we said on there. So we are uh, excited about the coming few weeks. We're going to be continuing talking about uh, parenting and relationship things over the next few months, especially as uh, we're moving into a season where the COVID-19 is uh, still um, out there and alive and well, and things are still changing and lots of things going on. So uh, continue to Stay tuned with us and learn more about home, family, and relationships because we've got some great topics and some great giveaways that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks right here on At Home with Debbie Rule. We are really uh, happy to spend Father's Day evening with you. We want to wish everyone out there a happy, happy, happy Father's Day. And if you haven't called your dad, do so. Tell them thank you. You appreciate them. Remember, affirm, appreciate, honor, respect, uh, forgive, and engage your dad. And uh, you'll never regret it because one day they may not be around. And even if they're not, it's still not too late to do all of those things. That's right. In honor of your father. So happy Father's Day to all of you out there. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationship. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week right here on At Home with Debbie Rule. 
on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. We also have our podcast on podbean.com, iTunes, and we are now listed on iHeartRadio. So find us there. If you've missed a program, you'll enjoy listening to the podcast at Home with Debbie Rule. You guys have a blessed week, and we'll see you right here next week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Caniel 95.3 FM and CanielRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.